You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur French Thompson. I'm so glad that you all chose to join me today. Uh, to all the returning guests, the returning listeners, the connoisseurs, thank you all again for liking, sharing, subscribing, being a part of this and sharing this, uh, the podcast and kind of the topics and everything with, with those around you, as well as those that have uh, said, hey, man, it'd be great if you talked about this or, hey, I know somebody that'd be excellent to be on the podcast. Continue sharing those things. It's going to be awesome to be able to expand the listening audience as well as the amount of information that we glean and learn. And to those that is their first time listening, uh, welcome. Welcome to All Things Fine and Gentry. It's a, an opportunity, as the intro said, for us to kind of uh, share experiences, glean and knowledge and really just be educated and uh, become more more um, aware of the world around us and things that's going on. So as you all know, all the pleasantries out of the way, we are in the middle of our Superwoman series, and it has been awesome. And uh, we have so many more to come, but I'm, I'm excited about this interview. As I say every week, uh, it's because one of the things I've said before is that these podcasts and even me being on social has given me the opportunity to catch up with so many people that I've uh, I've known from from years past. And today is uh, is actually now that I think back to it, um, probably the I don't say the oldest person I know is another, but the person I probably have known the longest second to one other person that's going to be featured later this year. But it's kind of crazy when you start thinking about, I don't care how old you're getting, but uh, how seasoned you are getting and the years that kind of go from it. So today I have Patrice Camus on. Patrice, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, French. I'm so honored to talk to you and my kids. You're going to hear them off the break. <laughs> it is awesome, as we talked about, because, uh, you mean, being a superwoman, uh, which we're going to dig into all of this, um, is a part of it is being that mom, right? And regardless of the situations and everything that's going on, I see it in my own wife, like you can't, you can't stop being things, you know what I mean? You can't set it down and everything like that. So that that's, that's pretty cool. So as I said, I've known Patrice since middle school and um, I don't tell people how old I am, but it, it's been over 20 years that I've, uh, I've, I've known, uh, known her and we went to Walker Mill Middle School and I knew her in seventh grade. And uh, it's been pretty cool from there. We went to middle school and high school together. And then we went different ways for uh, for college. But then we essentially um, were able to get uh, reacquainted once I, I joined social media and started, you know, looking up people and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, she is uh, killing it in the game, which <laughs> which I had no uh no uh, doubt that that she would um, kind of get into it. But uh, as I allow for our guests to do anytime they're on here, it's kind of introduction. So uh, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? It's kind of, you know, share some stats about the fam and then uh, we'll kind of dig into it. So go ahead. 
Sure. Um, well, I'm Patrice Camo, and I, my, you know, we knew each other. My late, my name was Patrice Bynum. Yep. Um, I am a Prince George's County, born and raised, Pretty Girl County, DMV. Um, I'm a, a mother of three. I am a wife of, oh man, we've been married like 13, I think. Nice. Um, I'm a content creator and I'm a business owner and I'm really just trying to leave things here. So when I am gone, my kids have ways to remember me. I think everything that I'm doing at this point, obviously there's the reasons why, but I think when it's all said and done, it's just so that they can go back and say, my mom, she did this. I want to hear her voice. I want to see her. That's good. Um, yeah. So that's me. <laughs> No, that, that's pretty dope. Right. And so, I mean, the legacy piece, right, that, you know, not in this just for my own accolades or anything like that, but you'll ultimately be saying, hey, I want to create this legacy that uh, that the kids can look up to and be proud of and be able to to reflect on and everything like that. So that's that's pretty dope. So um, so Walker Mill Middle School, Oxen Hill High School, what you do after that? Where'd you go? Um, I went to the University of Maryland College Park, go Terps. I uh, got my undergraduate there, waited three, two, two and a half years and got my master's, both um, in communications and public relations. So, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, mean, I still live in College Park. Like, I pass the University of Maryland every single day. Best years of my life. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So, you College Park, and you know what? I'll tell you a crazy little fact is that um, when my family moved out of the D.C., we moved into College Park. Uh, so that was the first place. Yeah, so when I was in elementary school, uh, I went to elementary school in College Park. But, yeah, it was, that's pretty cool, in College Park. Yeah. All right, so uh, what did you go to school for, right? Because I'm, just, I'm always interested in how people kind of end up where they are. But did you go to school kind of like to do what you're doing now? Um, uh, I think the answer is yes and no. So I'm a communications and public relations major. And then my master's is in that as well. Um, and so right after undergrad, I was working at a big PR firm and I didn't like my clients. So I started with my friends doing their PR freelance, right? So that was me being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So you fast forward to now and I have a content studio. And if you're a publicist, you're creating content right? You're writing blogs, you're writing articles, you're directing videos. So I've been doing all of this stuff from the big, from the beginning. Yeah. Now, when you fast forward 15 years, it's now called content creation and it just all, it's full circle. Cause now that's what my business is, which I'm sure we'll talk about. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. All right. So, and the reason I asked that is because I remember like legit from middle school, in high school that you were always just creative, right? Just always kind of in the yards, creative, kicking it with our mutual friend, Jason, who's super creative as well. So when I saw that you were doing this stuff, I'm like, yep, that makes sense, right? <laughs> um, all right, so that, that's interesting because I think that kind of goes right into kind of how you came up with your, your, your entrepreneurial spirit and plan. So you're in here, you're working for um, a publicist, et cetera. Like you said, you didn't necessarily like the clients. What, what made you make that leap between just saying, hey, I'm going to 
to work for somebody to I'm going to work for myself and essentially branch out and create my own business. Yeah, I was always doing that. So literally from 2005, when I graduated from college to 2018, 19, I was always doing some type of PR Mm. consulting. Mm. So I worked with people like Raheem Javon, NAACP, Congressional Black Caucus. Like I've always, even having full-time jobs, I've always had PR as my side hustle. Yeah. Through that, I realized that there were no places, you know, you see co-working was the, the rage. Back in 2014, 2015, co-working was a thing. There was mm. just no place to go without me in the city, and I didn't want to go into the city. Mm. That's um, that's when the idea of having a co-work space came about. Mm. Because I just was sick of, I, I we didn't have it, and so I'm always a big on, if, if I don't have it, then I'm just going to make it or that's create good. it. That's good. Right? And I think that's been me from high school, you know, having fashion, uh, doing the fashion shows and shopping trips and ski trips. Yeah. Because they didn't want to give it to us. Our our people, our administrators didn't want to give us a ski trip. So I said, well, F it, I do it. You know, that's just always been me. Yeah. So, um, and that's what started the, the creation of Camp Space. It it was, a, it opened as a coach. Mm. I had a full-time job wow. this entire time. I was fired. And that's when <laughs> he was like, "We in it now." <laughs> what else we gonna do? Yeah, we in it. So yeah, I think, and I think that was God though saying, "Yeah, all right." So 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 tell us talk tell us about camp space, right? So you said you started kind of as a co working space, um, and then it's kind of evolved because it's kind of walk us through it and your initial vision. Um, as well as the components within it, and then kind of how it has evolved into where it is now. So uh, the idea to open this camp space came in 2014, 2015. It wasn't until 2016 that I decided to pull the trigger. Mm. And then I just like really got extremely focused. And it took about two years, though, to open it. Mm. So, you know, was able to open it pulled the funding together and learned very quickly that I was making a lot more money from black women mm. who were having photo shoots there on the weekend. Wow. Like way more money than our co-work members. And so, you know, I'm just kind of like, whatever. Then Nipsey Hussle passes away mm. and I get into what he preaches, not preaches, but I really get into his, um, his mantra of all money in vertical integration. He had also opened a co-work space. Mm. Blew my mind. You know, um, I knew that before. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And so I said, well, maybe we just pivot, right? So in August of 2019, I said to myself, we're not going to do co-working anymore. We're going to be a content studio. I want Black women content creators to use this space to just like create all the dope things that they want that's good be it be it photos like create your brand here like and then take that and just shoot it out and make money and get brand partnerships and do all those great things and did all the you know kind of branding updates had our launch brunch really dope content creators uh the weekend before covid wow so had this gold thing, you know, we're about to, we're a content studio, we're this, we're that. That was March 7th. 
a week later, everything was shut down. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and but but you know, not to go, not to get into COVID, but that pivot was so important. Right. I mean, uh, if you hadn't, right? Yeah. That. That's that's God right there, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That pivot was so important, and that that pivot positioned space to have so much shine during Black Lives Matter, mm. Black businesses. I mean, I had I wrote, I got so every month we do a different, every quarter we do a different window okay. um, display, and. Um, during the racial reckoning, like, no, this is right after June 14th. I put on our window, black women are the ultimate creators. Mm. And that was up and we're in Hyattsville. That's a white neighborhood. Yeah. Up for about four months. And, you know, the, these are all these, all these things work together to help the, the, the business really get kind of this, um, traction, not this attention. Yeah. So thank God. Shout out to you. Listen, you people really have to pay attention to, what the numbers are telling them. Mm. And sometimes pivots are hard because you don't want to have to do something different. You don't want to rebrand and you don't want to, but change is okay. And you realize that making this change is going to serve your all better. Then uh, you got to do it and, and, and be flexible with things. That's good. That's good. So you got so much in here. So I'm trying to figure out where, where I want to kind of go with it. Um, so, so you have this content studio and you are, essentially saying, Hey, I know the difficulty it is to kind of go out on your own, come in here, let this be an incubator for you to kind of do all types of things. Right. So maybe we'll start high level and then we'll kind of dig into it. So what are the the things that you're seeing people come in to, uh, and let's be honest, black women, what are you seeing that black women are coming in to leverage the space as, um, and how have you then maybe tweaked the space or done those types of things and then kind of want to dig into, you know, the importance of kind of the creation that's coming out of there. For sure. You know, that's such a good question. And it would be so easy to just say people come into camp, they rent it hourly to shoot photos and video. Right. Right. But when you really look at it and I'll use, I'll use our customers, for example, I did, there's a young lady by the name of Crystal Carey. She's a plant, plant auger. She shoots at camp every two weeks. Wow. Two to three hours. They come every two weeks and they get all the content. So when you go to her page, you don't know she's shot here. It's like she's in this beautiful kitchen with great natural light. You think she's in her home. Yeah. So when brands see that, they love how it's consistent. They love that it's clean. They feel they love that it just looks great. It looks like a model home. So yes, she does come in there to shoot photos, but our customers are coming into the space because we're giving them a brand home, mm. right? Like you clearly, you don't want to have to sit in your house and do this because you got a bunch of kids <laughs> or you don't have your kitchen isn't redone and it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's life. Right. But by having this space, by having camp, the studio, you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. All you have to worry about is creating this really amazing content. You just come, you just show up. It's that's all you have to do. And to take that burden off of someone who are, is already planning their content and figure out how to do it when they also have three kids mm. um, trying to manage, you know, how to work with brand partners and making sure they're getting money, paying their, their website. Like there's just a lot that goes into content creation. 
And, you know, sidebar, content creators do not get the credit that they're mm-hmm. due. Black women specifically, we create all the content. Like, literally, anything that goes viral is because of us, straight yeah, up. That's good. We're underpaid. We're undervalued. Our white counterparts get paid so much more than, the, than us. We feel like we have to do what they're doing to get recognized. But the fact is, they're doing what we do. Mm. They always do what we do. And so... Very, very granular level. You you come in, you book it, you shoot your stuff. But when you really think about it, you're coming into a place that's honoring you all off rip. Anybody can shoot a camp, but I'm very intentional about who I've created it for. And you're coming into a space that is just effortless and you do your thing. And, And through customers' need, I've added different things. We have a really pretty green wall. We have a beautiful backyard we have a flower closet so you can come in there and get six different mm. looks and you it, it will look like you're in six different places that's good yeah so i, I kind of want to dig into i call it the, the burden lifting right that um having this space and i mean and, and even for me like because uh, my, my wife has a podcast, she, you know, does content creation, she also does counseling and, and business stuff like that. And I, and I see the stress that she kind of goes through of the way I want it to look or this and that. And so how much of a, how significant is that? I mean, you talked about it, but how significant do you believe it is, especially for yourself as a creator, but watching the women that come in and out of there to be able to have this consistency, to be able to have this safe space to be able to do, do you believe that that creates a, um, I won't call it richer content, but more, uh, more of a flow of freedom and, um, the ability for them to, to give their all to it versus kind of, like you said, weighing out everything else that's going in there. You know, I 100% think that having this studio lifts the burdens of creating, um, if you're not in the content creator world, then you don't understand yeah. into it. And a lot of people would think it was trivial, right? And that's okay, right? It's 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 not for everybody. But when all you have to do is click two buttons and put in your credit card information, and you are in a private, clean, disinfected, um, you know all electronic, like you don't have to interact with a person. Like you, it's like you're going to your second house. You know That's what I'm good. saying? That's good. Because it has a bad, it, I mean, it, it looks like an apartment. People, sometimes people walk by and they think that it is someone's apartment, but it's not. It's just like a really beautiful space that you, when you come there, you feel like you're at home. Legit. So, so uh, as a part of it, so do you, do you provide the, um, like the cameras, the video cameras, the mics, all of that stuff too. So we do not. So okay, if you're if you're shooting if you're shooting your if you're recording a podcast, yes. So um, we if you're photo shoot, video shoot, webinar, um, live social media content, anything of like that, you would need to bring your own photographer. As you know, as we grow, I'm thinking about ways of building out. Yeah. Um, but one thing you know is it's great to be a superwoman, right? <laughs> and it's, it's so crazy that you say this because I literally told somebody yesterday or Tuesday, I'm a human. Yeah. And black women have been, and I know you mean nothing but love when you say superwoman theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we 
are we are expected to be all, do all, know all, feel all, and it is a very it's it's a it's a it's a role it's a no other gender has to carry the things that we have to carry. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm going on a tangent here, but what I what I'm trying to say is I want to serve our customers, but I'm also being very smart. Yeah. Rolling out things. If it's going to cost too much. No, no. I, I, so, so two things you, you, you said in there, the reason, yeah. I mean, for, and for, and for those that are listening, the reason that I call it superwoman, right. Is because there's this, this misconception, right. That, mm-hmm. you know, black women are, I guess, like you said, can be all feel all do all handle all right. And, what I want to highlight in here is like, all right, you know, you got business owners, moms, wives, sisters, you know, aunties, all these things that are doing this stuff that we sit back and be like, man, that's dope. You know, they're doing it. But also as we're digging into it, like all of the other components that go into the -hmm. challenge of being able to be presentable, being able to provide. Right. And, and, and that, I mean, it's so, it's kind of funny, like you, you, you essentially, you know, saw right through it. But the whole thing is that people are, as they're listening to this, as they are consuming this, they're like, man, it's dope what they're doing. But what's even more dope is how they're able to weigh it all on their shoulders. Right. And it's, it's an appreciation of all the stuff that's, that's kind of been in there um, and, and all of that. So that's, that's dope. I'm glad that you, glad you said it, because if I said it, People be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But you got <laughs> to hear it from the horse's mouth. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. So um, let's just kind of talk about because I think there, I think there's a lot of people that may be listening or like, man, I would love to to do something like that or even start my business. I mean, you talked about kind of the, the struggles up front and, and having to pivot. How have you been able to to grow the business? Right. Um, especially in a covid world and all this type of stuff like. I mean, you say you're in Hyattsville, so it's not like somebody just walking down the street like, oh, there's a black content studio. Right. How have you been able to to grow it? And um, as per your strategy, where had you seen things like does work well and things you're like, oh, that that doesn't do it. And I got to do something different for the first two and a half years. I was just taking it as it comes. Yeah. OK. And um fine you know social media was great i built a community very early on before we had a physical location i was having pop-up co-work days in the community just to build awareness and to meet people and to tell them what i wanted to do so number one no matter what the business is no matter how far you are along if it's something that you feel um will serve a group of people you need to start reaching out to them immediately um and instagram is a great way to so building the community was important. Once we opened, I was just trying to figure it out, okay? <laughs> so that we could make our rent and pay our bills. And we were able to through co-working memberships and photo shoots. Um, and then COVID happened. Right. And three and a half months, there was no revenue coming in. But another nugget, number two, you always need to have more than one hustle. That's good. So because I was, a, I'm still doing the PR consultant's point. And that revenue was paying the rent at camp. Yeah. And then we opened back up. Great. And that's when I said, you know what? I really need to have a strategy here. So I sat down with a business coach. Three, you can't do it alone. So you really mm. need to get expertise and help. 
sat down with her and I was crying because she was like, wait, it's all you're making. That doesn't make sense. I was like, (laughs) it was real. It hit me. From then on, I was like, oh no, we got to figure it out. So, um, well, I don't think we'll have all these locations. Yeah, I do believe that we will have a membership. So I'm working on building out a membership where uh, content creators can come, they can meet, they mm-hmm. can learn, and then we have a network of studios where you too and you get discounts. Um, so that's that's a big thing that's happening as far as strategy. But the second um, other really important thing is just having products. So. We launched Black Girl Holidays in January, January 19th, day before um, Kamala was sworn in as a woman, Black, Caribbean, Asian. Um, and so Black Girl Holidays is a 365-day calendar. Every day of has a Black woman-focused milestone, birthday, event, historical. So um, it's a product, and it's an evergreen product. I created it and paid for it once. Rita, Rita did... Copyright. Really? All my copyright stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That means that she needs to be on the on the podcast. I'm gonna have to hit her up. No, she's bomb. Um, but you know, we I paid for it one time and now selling. That is a that's a revenue stream to build out and grow. And I think there's a lot of fun things we could do there. So I'm learning, right? Yeah. Like just really understanding what it is to own this business. I, I think I think that's dope, right? Because and for those that listen, you got to go back and make sure you get the one, two, and three. But there's so much, there's so rich, rich some, so many rich items in there about, hey, you have a plan. You can't do this alone. You got to have more than one stream of income. But you're leveraging, you're leveraging friends. You're leveraging relationships you have. You're taking yeah. honest feedback, right? That's saying, hey, you can't do it this way. You're going to have to figure out something else, right? And you have to, you tweak the plan as you're going along, right? That so many times I see, I mean, myself included, right? That you have this plan, you have this vision in mind, and you're just kind of like, yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going this direction. Here we go. Here we go. And then we we never take that opportunity to pause, evaluate, mm-hmm. see what needs to change, what needs to be done differently, and then be able to take those lessons learned and then keep keep going, right? Because I think a lot of times what people do is either you get hit with something and you're like, you, you get discouraged and you say, forget it, you know, or you you hear it and you hear the feedback and you're like, well, you don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to do something. I'm going to do my own thing, yada, yada, yada. But that that's so mean, so much rich encouragement in there, right? And still say, hey, I'm still, I'm still learning this. I'm not... I'm not an expert on it, right? I'm still learning this and, and, and it creates so many different things. All right. So, so I got to ask about Real Housewives of Potomac. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so how did that happen? How, how did that get connected? Right. Because okay. could, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, Robin went to the university of Maryland and she's also a soror of mine. We uh, didn't know we have mutual friends, but that really doesn't have anything to do with it. I don't think. <laughs> I was building out our email list and I just grabbed her email and put it in the email list. That is awesome. Right? Because you also got to just step out there and do what you need to do. And you ask for you, not permission, period. <laughs> um, and so I sent, she was on the email. She got the email and she responded. She was like, hi, is it available? And would you be okay with us recording the show there? And I was like, yeah. So <laughs> nah, I really don't want that. I'm good. <laughs> I don't want. 
And when I tell you they came, I worked with the producer a little bit. Um, they paid. It was cool. And I, I wasn't there for the whole thing. And I'll tell you, they shot that in November of 2019. Wow. Yeah. And I think I had reached out um, last year just to see if it would make it. I didn't care. Like, it didn't matter to me. It was business happy that these women now knew that we existed. Right. But the day the show was going to come on, my um, mentee texted me a picture that one of them posted. She's going to be on the show today. And it was. And aside from it being on the show that day and then like three other, cause they had to keep flashing back. Mm-hmm. The fact that when they were in the space, they were having a good time yeah, and they were laughing and it was no drama that just like that. And listen, I'm a, I watch all the real housewives <laughs> franchise, so I know what it is <laughs> and no judgment, but the fact that that it was just such a fun memory from that season and it was right in camp like that just, and then, we had the signs up like it was it was late. That's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. Have, have you seen uh, have you seen any traction come from that? Like people or even just people oh. hitting you up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The traction, the emails, bookings definitely went up. That's what's up. Uh, social media went up and we definitely had other production companies shoot there since then. Marion Million shot there. Um which just aired maybe a month ago. Roland Martin shot a documentary there. Nice. So is, I typically don't know when it's going to be that type of production mm. because the booking system we use peer space and they don't give you details on and all that stuff, you know? So I don't know who's coming in. Like I'm going to give you great customer of the year, Fox five Bravo or Sheila right yeah, yeah. like everybody's gonna get the same experience and you know it's just kind of a little icing on the top when it just so happens that it's a nationally syndicated tv show and <laughs> you have a big sign that says your business you know that's awesome <laughs> all right so we're gonna dig into kind of some superwoman stats you, you kind of already you know really kind of woven it all into here right but just kind of want to get a little personal here right so your mom a wife entrepreneur your husband is busy in politics and other things. How has it been to balance that, right? How does that weigh on you to to make it to make it happen? Wake up every morning and keep going. You know what? I am some mornings I don't want to some some mornings I don't feel like doing nothing. Yeah. But I, I'm very clear of the blessing. But when I look at them, it's just like, I'm so blessed to have these three beautiful kids. Right? Like, mm-hmm. it's really beautiful. And I'm just so thankful. And I'm so thankful to have a husband who is, you know, an Army reservist and works really hard and has done everything he can to make sure that our dreams happen. That's, That's noble. Yeah. And we've been a lot, right? We young, black, like, we, it, this shit is hard, right? <laughs> but when I tell you that joke, it holds me down. He does. And I think the way that I've, I've just started to really pay attention to how I feel mm. and what I need help when I need help. And, and um, so now I am just being honest with this doesn't feel right. I don't like this. I can't do that. I'm, and um, I'm just being really unapologetic about it and unwavering about it. That's good. And um, 
I talk about business a lot on my social media, but I'm going to start to talk more about this space of moms else first, because I really do believe that, you know, we, this, there's this idea you put your husband first, mm. then you put your kids first. And I'm, I think we're going to have to tweak that a bit because if we're not here, if we're not sane, if I'm not up and then if I don't go to that gym at eight o'clock in the morning, my stuff is right. Yeah. So we're going to have to shift some things to make sure I do what I need to do first. That's good. I can't be, I can't be nothing for you all until, unless I, unless I'm who I am for myself. Like, and so that that's really kind of what I want to start to promote and just encourage other friends. You know, I'm going, I'm going out of town, but I do staycations where I just go to a hotel and the weekend with no kids. I do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's usually once a quarter. Mm-hmm. I've had my friends say to me, "Will you just go? You go to a hotel without your kids? That's okay. Yeah, it is in my house." Yeah, and I'm not going to tell people how to how to live their life, but if you need to get away, you need to get away because this is it's not easy. And and we were in a pandemic. Yep. And we've been having to work full time jobs and take care of full time. That's actually not possible. It's not possible. <laughs> it's, phys- it's physically that you can't work two full time jobs. You can't. There's not like you can't do that. There's not forty eight hours in one day. Like yeah. that's just not how it works. So, um. I don't know if I answered your question. No, 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 I, no, 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 you, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I, I've actually, because, you know, my wife, when she gets over, I'm like, hey, because I travel a lot, et cetera. So she's home with the kids a lot, everything. I say, well, hey, take these points, go somewhere. You know what I mean? So be it, you know, we're in California. Hey, if you want to yeah. go down to Costa Mesa and take yeah. two or three days in the middle of the week, on the weekend, do it, Right. If you want to go have a girl's weekend and go, you know, she's gone to New Orleans, Vegas, all this other stuff. Like, hey, go do it. Right. And people are kind of same thing. People are like, really? Your, your wife does out. I'm like, dude, she yeah. she, she is. She is no value to me. Broken, tired, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to be straight up. I ain't getting no loving if she tired and frustrated. <laughs> Everybody mad. <laughs> Everybody mad when we mad. You understand what I'm saying? It's real. You know, my husband is just, I think he's starting to understand it too, you know? And it's, it is, you know, it's, it's this, these are things we have to work through. These are conversations that our parents did not have. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and these are, my mom worked, my dad worked, you know what I'm saying? It's the same, same dynamic, but you know, I'm, I'm just happy that I, our generation is, is making strides. Or we're just having conversations. We're, we're having doing things a little different, you know, because um, we got to talk about it. Nobody's happy if we, if mom and I happy. That's that is. I mean, we we we've used the cliche "happy wife, happy life," but we're not really digging into it and understanding what that really right. means, right? Is exactly. that yeah. yeah? It doesn't you know for for somebody it might mean taking a taking a shopping. For someone it might mean washing the dishes. Babe, can you wash the dishes? Can you just handle that? Because I'm cooking, you know. Mm-hmm. And it and it might not even be a spouse thing. It might be your in laws, or you yep. know, you just need support because it is difficult. My dad said to me yesterday, you know, he was like, "Yeah, you you need a trip. You've been doing a lot." And he went with us to Orlando, so he saw kind of that whole dynamic mm-hmm. of 
was on a vacation, but the last don't I and again I'm thankful I decided is we decided to to go, but it's still we're still a community and you know nobody can do anything. That's good. That's good. I mean, you you put a bow on it, right? And as far as the the what it takes every morning to put on the superwoman cape, right? And then how you have to be able to recharge those batteries, leverage the community and be able to do all this stuff. Right. And that's, I think to, to what we talked about earlier, that's the whole purpose of having this conversation is, is twofold. One to celebrate and highlight not only the achievements, but also what it takes to get into there, but also, um, you know, having the conversation literally, one of my friends hit me up this week and was like, man, I really appreciate your podcast. And this is a dude I talk to like every, every other day. So I mean, it's not like there's a conversation he hasn't had, but he's like, man, is you're having the conversations that we just don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, that, that, that's the, that's the purpose. And hopefully through this process, through this podcast and others, people are hearing, uh, and, and are, are hearing, are putting a voice and, and color to the challenge and people are being uh, affirmed, right? Yeah. That you're not in this thing alone, right? Encouraged, uh, given some tips and tricks and some some opportunities to, to better themselves, yeah. uh, but also get an opportunity to kind of celebrate and, and, and go from there. So I thank you. Thank you for taking the time today. Oh, that was great. <laughs> no, this, this is, this was good. It's great to see your face again. Uh, it's, 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 it's been, it's been a while. And, uh, I mean, I hope that you enjoy your, your time away that you're about to take. I know the kids are going to sit there and give, give your, your parents and your husband the business. And so when you come back, you'll be like, looks like I got to go on another one, but, uh, <laughs> I'm proud of you and so I'm just happy to be able to be a part of this and this is our 20 year anniversary our 20 year high school reunion it is and I'm not planning it because of COVID so we're going to see y'all in year 21 year tw- that's fine that's fine okay. we come back okay. year 21 everybody lost a year yeah. with COVID everybody lost a year yeah, yeah exactly all right. All right. So, 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 so people may want to know how to get in touch with you. How do they, you know, understand about camp space? How do they get mentored or any of that type of stuff? So how, how can folks get in touch and, and connect? Sure. I would love to connect with everybody. Um, our website is www.campworkspace.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at camp spaces with an S at the end. So camp spaces with an S at the end. And my Instagram is Patrice Camo. It's my first and last name at Patrice Camo. And my website is www.patricecamo.com. Pretty simple. Um, but yeah, I love connecting with people. I love feedback and ideas, um, all of that stuff. So thank you. Oh, awesome. Well, you all heard it. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Make sure you all connect, follow on, on social. They're doing some really cool things, some awesome things that are happening there. Uh, And it's been a pleasure. So again, like I said in the beginning, please, if you like this episode, like, share, subscribe, 
uh, rate, review. It helps the both of us know what you like, what you didn't like, how we can get better, or even more parts of the conversation that you want to have because it allows for us to, to be able to provide that, provide that content. And uh, we thank you all for, for tuning in. And otherwise, we'll see you all after a while.